but it took time and it took failing and it took me showing up and putting that energy in. And so give yourself grace and be willing to fail and learn, but you have to be willing to show up. So you have to take the first, that first step. And that's how growth happens. It happens when you're uncomfortable. So get comfortable getting uncomfortable. Hello there, and welcome to the She Believes She Could podcast. I'm your host, Allison Walsh. I am so glad you're here. I'm a corporate exec, entrepreneur, coach, and mom of three who is obsessed with all things related to mindset, goal setting, and leveling up your personal brand so you can go after opportunities that you never even thought possible. I live by the philosophy that the whole point of being alive is to evolve into the complete person you were intended to be. And I created this podcast to motivate and inspire you and give you actionable tips and advice for you to use as you chase and accomplish your goals. I've also had the chance to build an incredible network of successful leaders, entrepreneurs, impact makers, and world changers who will also be sharing knowledge and words of wisdom with you. Remember, no dream is too big if it's matched with ambition and action. Most importantly, I believe in you 1000% and my goal is that you do too. So sit back, relax, and grab your favorite note-taking device because it's time to fill up your mind and soul with positive vibes and advice to help you achieve your dreams. Now let's get to work. All right, ladies, you are in for a treat today. I have a guest on the show who I have been such a huge fangirl of since she got on my radar a couple of years ago. So Sanira Madani is the founder and CEO of Stacks by Fat Merchant. Under her leaderships, Stacks has catapulted from startup to eight figures in revenue, and Sanira has become a notable minority female entrepreneur, raising over $100 million in venture capital. A technology innovator and proven leader, she has been recognized as the 2018 Most Influential Woman in Payments and a 2020 honoree of Fortune's prestigious 40 Under 40 list. Sanira has spoken at National FinTech, Tech, and Payment Conferences such as Money 2020, Collision, and TEDx. She's also an active writer for Forbes and the Entrepreneur Network. On top of it all, she's also the founder of CEO School, which is an incredible community of women up-leveling and investing in themselves. And I cannot wait for you to tune into her episode. She is a total queen. Let's get to work. Oh, Sanira, I am so excited that you are here today with us. Would you mind introducing yourself to the audience? Absolutely. Hello, audience. My name is Sanira Madani. And that's like Madonna, but Madani, Sanira Madani. And I am CEO of two companies. I have what I call a day job and an impact job. And my day job, which is my baby, I started a tech company, a technology company, and I do payment processing. So we compete with Squares and Stripe, and that's how the world knows us, called Stacks. And I launched this company with no money in my bank account at the age of 26 years old with zero idea of how to make software. And now there are 12 billion in payments running through our systems. And so that's what I do in my daytime. And we have over 200 employees. I've raised over 150 million in venture capital. It is a crazy growing um, ball of amazingness. And as I was growing my company stacks, something that I really felt lonely in was entrepreneurship. I never saw women scaling businesses at the level that I was scaling them, let alone like even a million dollar business. Um, and I found this statistic that less than 2% of female founders ever break a million in revenue. And it made me so furious because I didn't go to CEO school and here I am CEO of a multi-billion dollar company. Uh, and 
I wanted to inspire other women to start and scale their businesses and to dream bigger. And so I created CEO school and that's my other company. And it like blew up in the pandemic. We're all virtual home. I launched a podcast. You can subscribe to it at CEO school. You can follow me on Instagram and that's what I do. And I have two babies under five. And that's also a big part of my life. I love this. And I'm so excited to just dig in more on this. And I think one of the reasons I was so excited for you to come on the show is that number one, you're such a role model for so many, so many people, not just women, just like people in general, which yay, amazing. But I also love the fact that you subscribe to this mentality that you can have it all right. You can have the company that's super successful and then also want more and find something else. And I, that totally resonates with me. It's, and I could see myself so much in you, right? Like, and I think you've, you've been such an inspiration to me as well, but I think there's a lot of people out there that think that they have to have a singular identity and that they can't go after multiple things at one time. They can't do it all. And you are a living, breathing example that that is just not the case. So let's talk a little bit more about that and how you inspire other women to go after it too. Well, I think the inspiration comes as a byproduct, which is, I'm so grateful for, but I think it's just the way that I, I'm, I live my, I'm living my life. And I think there was a big aha moment for me. I think it was really around the time that the first thing that I didn't want to be singular was my career or having a family. And as women, we're constantly having to choose our identity and we don't have to choose our identity. And I was falling into the same trap that most women we fall into, which is the, this is what I'm supposed to do mentality. And I think this goes for even men. I don't know if they're listening to uh, your podcast. They don't listen to mine. Uh, I, I only speak to women, I feel, <laughs> but it applies to everybody is that we fall into this, like what's supposed to, what's next, what's supposed to happen. This is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to go to college and this is, I'm supposed to get a corporate job and I'm supposed to move up in my career this way. And then I'm supposed to get engaged and get married and have babies. And there's all these supposed tos around our lives. And one of the, one of the big, um, areas I felt like I always had to choose was between, I, I saw women that were successful, very few, but then they didn't have a family or like it was just their career. Or I saw women that were so successful in their family and it was amazing, but that's all they had. They, you know, and so I never got to see women truly air quotes, having it all. And for me at that moment, at that time was always me continuing to run this company that was growing at triple digit growth year over year. I was raising venture capital. I was seven months pregnant and I, I, I knew that my family, I didn't want to give up. Like I didn't want to just have, um, other people raising my kids. Like I wanted to be part of, I wanted my story to be both. And that was the first moment where I was like, why don't I deserve to have it all? Like, just because it's not out there, I don't see it. I'm going to break my own supposed to. And that was the first piece of it. And then I had the babies and, you know, going through the, this, this crazy track, uh, something that I'm sure we're going to touch on is prioritization. Cause it's crazy being a working mom going through that. And then I became really passionate about using my voice to make an impact. And that's where CEO school happened. And then it was another point in my career where I was like, well, I have this incredible company and I don't want the board to think that I'm not focused or I'm like spending too much time elsewhere and I'm smart and I have a team and I automate and I do all this stuff, but I want to have a bigger impact than just my company and making my investors money and my team money, which I do really, really well. Um, and so again, I was falling into this. Can I really have it all? And I challenged myself again. And so I'm a living example for anybody who thinks that there's ever a supposed to, or that you can't, 
You truly can have it all, whatever all looks like for you. And I think that's the main message. It's not about anyone else's level of success or definition. It's yours. So sit down, write down, what does it all look like for me? And then go do that. Hey there, it's Allison, and I wanted to invite you to join the She Believes She Could Society. The Society is a premier private membership group for motivated women who are committed to achieving their goals and are ready to level up in business and in life. Through virtual training, downloadable exercises, and accountability tools, the Society provides valuable resources for ambitious women who believe they are meant for more and are ready to enhance their approach to make their dreams a reality. If you're ready to level up and have your best year yet, get your seat today. Go to www.shebelievedsociety.com and sign up. Again, that's www.shebelievedsociety.com. See you there. Amazing advice. And now I've got like all these notes of things I want to like go from there. Um, But I think you made a really good point and you were concerned at one point about like, what were other people going to think investors, et cetera. Right. I've faced the same things, right? Like I've been building this healthcare company for the last eight years. I started my own thing. Like I've always had my own thing, but for a long time, I felt like they had to stay super separate. And I was living in these like silos because I did, I, again, other people's opinions were kind of like driving the narrative in my brain. So what do you say to women that are like, I don't know. And I don't know if I want to show up this way or what are other people going to think? Because I think that's a lot of this too, is just worrying about other people's opinions or not being able to fully show up the way that we want to. I think that it is a huge part of it. And I think you're spot on, Allison. I think that part of, and that's human nature. So first I would say is be forgiving. We all feel that way. Okay. And we're designed to feel that way. Like as humans, if we weren't like, those are like our two basic fundamental things besides like needing food and having air is we need to feel like we belong and we feel we're loved. Like that is the actual fundamental part of our physical existence. Um, and for so long, like even if you think about like the primitive era, uh, if you did something that was outside of the norm of the group, or that was, that was like looked upon as like, um, you know, not group fitting and like, or had group think, then you would actually be left out of your group. And then you wouldn't survive on your own. Like you physically needed to be with your group to survive. And so for like, we are programmed to want to be liked and to please and to not be the, uh, the one who's challenging or doing our own thing. So first I would say to her, to you, all of you listening is that give yourself some grace. We all feel afraid to do things like hard things are hard and they're hard and they're not, that's not going to change. So you know, failing is scary and showing up is scary because it's supposed to be, because if it was easy, then everybody would be doing it. So first give yourself some grace that it's supposed to be this way, but allow yourself room to fail. I think that that's the part that we, we don't do well as women is that we're put so much pressure on the perfectionism. We put so much pressure on needing to show up exactly how we think it's like, like I said, define it by your own terms, not what somebody else does. And so we compare so much and we see people who might've already been there for a decade. They've been showing up for a decade. It didn't come overnight. I didn't just, I did just become a speaker by the first time that I showed up on stage. Like if you saw my first, first time I ever probably did a podcast or first time I ever spoke on stage is wildly different than eight years later now that I can just show up and do this, but it took time and it took failing and it took me showing up and putting that energy in. And so give yourself grace and be willing to fail and learn 
but you have to be willing to show up. So you have to take the first, that first step. And that's how growth happens. It happens when you're uncomfortable. So get comfortable getting uncomfortable. <laughs> no, it's good advice. And, and I think also, I mean, something that you preach and obviously have created such a wonderful resource with CEO school. And it's, you know, I preach it too, with my clients is, you know, you, you need to have somebody in your corner. Right. And I know both you and I have people in our corner. We share one in common <laughs> with Dr. Gallagher, who's just a queen in and of herself, but it's important to have people that can help guide you through wherever you are in your journey. And it can change over time too. It doesn't have to be all figured out yet, but I think that mentorship piece, especially from, I'm, I mean, I'm biased women who have been in similarly situated positions or can help you navigate your journey wherever you are so that you can avoid roadblocks, I think is something that's so critically important. Super important. I don't understand when people, when people are resistant to learning from others. Like I see that resistance sometimes, especially in like hiring coaches or having mentors or asking for help. Like, why would you want to learn from your own failures? And like, why wouldn't you learn from somebody else's failures or mistakes? Like I would rather learn from someone else's experience and what they did well and what didn't go well all day long than to have to do it on my own. And there's so many places that it is just so lonely and there's there, you have to be willing to raise your hand, ask for help, invest in yourself, invest in the right coaches and the right mentors. This is a two-way dialogue. No one's just going to help you if you don't give as well. And so build those relationships. I agree with you. They're critically important. Uh, my coach is Dr. Laura Gallagher. She is the most incredible human in the entire world. She's also a dear friend of mine. She is also on CEO school podcast all the time. We're always working together. Um, and I invest in her and she helps me in so many different ways. And we just, it's, it's a beautiful thing. She's a rock star. We've seen such a nice shift with our team. I could, we could turn this whole podcast into like praising Dr. Laura, but talk about somebody that just like calls you on your stuff too, and makes you rise up as a leader. And I love that. So yeah, she's so- an expert. She's an expert organizational psychologist who works with teams to build collaboration and drive better results for your team. She's an expert in what she does. I'm a leader. I'm a CEO, but there is a different dynamic from a psychologist who can come in and say, okay, how best can we work together in a team? Right. And she brings that expertise. So what, wherever you are, and this may not be applicable to your business or in your life today, but there are experts who can help you get to your goals faster is the point. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Get there faster, avoid the mistakes help you see your blind spots and Mm -hmm. move forward. So love it, love it, love it. So um, I also really appreciate how frequently you discuss prioritization and productivity and staying focused. And uh, I would love to just dig into this a little bit more because I think it's really easy to dilute your focus and then you dilute your results. So let's talk about priorities. Yes, it is uh, something that I do speak about quite frequently And I think that it is like one of the single most game-changing things that you can do that can drive success in your business, but also in your personal life and your personal well-being is finding, um, is staying focused because it's so difficult. It's so distracting. I mean, it's 2021. We all are multi-passionate. We're ambitious. We want success in our careers. We want success at home. We want success in our health, our wealth, like everything. And there's so much happening around you. Um, You have to get very clear on, remember I said in the beginning of the podcast, like what your definition of success is. I really believe in you defining that first. 
and success is not just defined by the number in your bank account. You can still achieve so much success in whatever that bank account number look. It's not like whatever that looks like. It's actually the feeling of it. So it's not about, I always like to give an example of, it's not like the million dollar home. Um, I like to ask, what is that million dollar home going to make you feel? So it's going to feel beautiful or it's going to feel clean and it's going to make feel peaceful and it's going to be decluttered and it's whatever that feeling is, you can have that in a hundred thousand dollar home, right? Like you can still have those feelings. And I see people sometimes chase something, um, just because it's like, Oh, that's the goal target is to have that, let's say the million dollar home or the million in the bank account, not actually the understanding what feeling that they want to achieve from that success. And so success can happen today for you. I think you just have to define that. And something is like staying focused against your goals, Um, and some tips, I have so many different tips on, I know you said in the beginning, you're like, let's get tactical on this. So something I have is my three bucket principle. You've, if you followed me online, um, you've probably heard me speak about this before, but I believe in the rules of three. And I think that seasons change and like we, as humans kind of like, there might be like this, this exciting thing around the corner that I'm really excited about right now. And maybe six months from now I'm not right. Uh, and you're allowed to do that. Like we're allowed to flex, And so understanding, okay, here are my three big buckets for the quarter. And I'm such a believer in the quarter cycle. Ask yourself, like, what are my three major buckets that I would categorize my life into that I'm like really excited about? And so for me, my three buckets like have pretty much stayed the same, which is family is like a core bucket of mine. It's never going to move. That's a place I need to spend time and energy into. I belong in my family though. Like I always like, that was a new addition to it where I was like, well, Hey, you know, I'm doing all this stuff for my family and my friends, but what about me? So I'm in my family. So that's one bucket. My second bucket is stacks, which is growing. It's my baby. I want to take this thing to an IPO or an exit. Like there's a lot happening here and it requires time and energy. And I still love it. Like this is my pretty much most of my day. So stacks is a bucket. And then this third bucket, this is the one that sometimes kind of flexes for me. And it could for you, right? So you might have work or family or friends, but this third bucket um, right now it's impact. And for me, CEO school is that impact for me. And so that takes a lot of time. And so everything else that isn't one of those three buckets this quarter, I have to say no to. So that's it. I have to say no. And there are so many amazing opportunities. And I'm sure you like you feel that way, Allison. Like you probably get asked to be on a ton of boards and a ton of podcasts and a ton of great, amazing things that are just so awesome. And it's not no, it's just not right now. Because in this season right now that I'm in, these are my three buckets. And so staying focused on them allows me to actually move the needle against the goals that I have for each of them. And so that's one way of just understanding what you need to be focused on and then just saying no to everything else that isn't that. And it is so liberating when you do that for yourself because it's, it's clarity, right? Like, and it's giving yourself permission to have also like healthy boundaries and take care of yourself because I can totally relate. I mean, I've, I've had seasons of life where I have been way over committed, burning myself out and freaking miserable. And then I'm going, what the heck am I doing all of this for? And that's when I notice, you know, I do the audit, I clear it out. They get dropped into buckets. I love the rule of three too. And it's just, it helps so much because it's easy to be, um, to fall into people pleasing too. And I think that sometimes it's like, you don't want to disappoint people. You don't want to let them down. You want to make sure you show up. You want to do all these things. And, you know, at the end of the day, you have to take care of yourself first. 
to. You do. And it doesn't have to be a a hard no, right? It could be a no right now. And that's okay too. And I wish we were taught earlier um, how to say no. I think that as women, we we will put ourselves at the last, last before, like we're not going to eat until everyone else is fed, but there's like nothing else left to give. And so I think the people that are really successful know how to prioritize their time the best, right? So I think, you know, one of the reasons initially when I started the business uh, was freedom of time and freedom of dollar, right? So I left my nine to five to have freedom of time and to have freedom of dollar. Well, I got freedom of dollar, but I never got freedom of time, right? And then as the more success you have, um, an entrepreneurship is hard, right? Like it's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of stress. I mean, the internet, don't let the internet fool you with like the Instagram entrepreneurs. <laughs> it is hard work running a business. It's a lot of sacrifice. It's a lot of stress. Um, but it's important to kind of like realize like, what is that balance between freedom of time and freedom of dollars? And then how can I actually, I love that you said audit. I'm a huge proponent of doing time audits. Like literally doing a time audit, seeing where you're spending your time and you're going to find so much of it time to actually put into productivity for freedom of dollar. Right. But also time, um, to say, Hey, like I'm spending all this time on doing mundane things that are not actually driving the needle. Can I outsource them? Can I delegate them? Like, how can I make this system work for me? And so I love that you do time audits, big believer. Listen to Allison go do a time audit right now. (laughs) Thank you. Well, I would love to grab just a couple more tips because you've successfully scaled multiple businesses now and to seven, eight, nine figures. Like this is where we're at at this point, having this conversation with you. And I would love for you to share any tips around how other people can do it too. Cause that six figure is a big one for a lot of people. A lot of entrepreneurs, they hit that mark, but getting to seven and beyond is a whole other story. So what tips can you share? Yeah. I love this question. So what I will first say is you're right. I mean, getting to six is a big battle, but what got you from zero to five, isn't what's going to get you from five to six. And it's definitely not what's going to get you from six to seven. Um, and every step of the journey is an evolution. And so don't expect the things that were working for you when you were just a solopreneur and you've hit, um, a certain income level, you have to change the way that you operate your business at every single one of these levels. And so scale is probably the most important tool that you can give your business or give yourself. And scale happens with automation. Scale happens with people. Scale happens when you actually have to break a process, although it's working just fine. um, It's not going to help get you to that next level. So it's you actually looking at your current structure and systems and seeing doing a time audit, right? Where are you spending your time in your business? Who's spending what time in the business? And it's not just focused on revenue. I see people have like the complete opposite view in business of, um, let's look at profit first. And I actually have these, um, uh, a four P's it's actually five P's now of a framework, uh, that I believe that all successful businesses should be around. This is something that I teach inside of CO school. Uh, we have a community, uh, that I'd love for you guys to be part of. If you guys are interested in entrepreneurship or getting to the next level, um, So the five P's, the profit is up top, which is one of the P's, but the foundation is actually power. So the first shift comes where you have to be in the right mindset to scale and to have that confidence and to become a leader. And there's a lot that goes into power. 
And then the next foundation of this pillar is people, right? So people, um, people forget about that. Like we, like, we forget that that is a huge driver of a business. And so people, it's not just the people that work in your business. It's the vendors that you choose. It's the people, it's the customers that you have, right? Like all the people around you are a huge foundation to your business. And then the next piece of this is actually your uh, process, right? So what are the processes that the people use and your business uses and focusing on scalability there? And then it's product, right? So, and that's why it's so interesting because people focus on, and then it's profit. So people focus on profit and product, like having the best product or having the best like uh, profit, the profit will come if you focus on the, the, having the right systems, tools, people, et cetera, in place. So that's kind of like the five P um, structure in business that I have in CEO school that I think look at that in your business and see, okay, where am I doing between a one to 10 in these areas? And you're never going to be at a 10. That's part of the growth, right? Like you're never going to be a 10 out of 10. Um, and so see where you want to uh, focus on. I'd go down the pyramid versus just focusing up top. I love it. That is super valuable advice. And I hope everybody that's listening is taking a massive amount of notes because that's fabulous. And absolutely go follow Sanira and make sure you're getting involved in CEO school and all of the things, if this is piquing your interest, um, Sanira, I love to ask all of the guests that come on the show, what they're reading now or who they're following that we should be to. Oh my goodness. Okay. So what is happening for me right now? I'm actually reading Gabby Bernstein right now. Okay. So I'm, I'm obsessed with Gabby Bernstein. Uh, she's actually a dream podcast guest of mine that I'm throwing out there for, for this next year. Um, and we're reading super attractor and we're actually reading inside of the clubs. So we have a quarterly book club. So that is our book of the quarter, uh, was Gabby Bernstein, super attractors. So that is what is on the nightstand. That is awesome. I'm actually interviewing her coach next week on the oh, podcast. Amazing. Yeah. amazing. I know. So cool. I love her. And I just a huge fan of, uh, the whole practice of manifestation and really being clear on what you want and drawing it in. She's a queen. I love her story and um, highly recommend that one too. So thank you. Well, Sanira, I'm sure you have a bajillion more fangirls now after uh, everybody listening to you, if they didn't know you already, would you mind just sharing with them where they can find you? Absolutely. And say hi to me. I I answer all my DMs. You can find me at Sanira Madani. That's S-U-N-E-E-R-A Madani, M-A-D-H-A-N-I. If you just type in Sanira, there's not that many. (laughs) You can also find me at CEO school um, and you can DM us there. And uh, yeah, I look forward to chatting and connecting with you guys. If you guys are, um, were into anything that I said, you can also follow along on our podcast at CEO school. So it's on iTunes and Spotify. So check us out there. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. You are amazing. Oh my God. I'm so excited. Congrats on all your success. It's amazing to see what you've built and what you're doing. Ladies, you guys are in very good hands with Allison. Well, thank you. Well, I hope you loved today's episode. And if you did, please go over to your favorite podcasting platform and leave us a review. Also screenshot this episode and share it with your friends on social. And don't forget to tag at Allison Walsh on Instagram to be entered in this week's giveaway. Remember, I believe in you 1000%. And my goal is that you do too. Until next time, take care, be well, and keep chasing your dreams.